Welcome, everybody. This is Mario from Barberview TV Podcast. We are now live on Amazon Fire TV, Roku, Apple TV, YouTube. If you have an iPhone, we got an app for that. If you have an Android phone, we got an app for that as well. We're also broadcasted in 32 countries worldwide around the globe, all checking in for this barber culture and information. Make sure to follow us on all the social media platforms. And once again, thanks so much for the love. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure to follow us so you will always be in tune. Today, we have a very special guest um, coming live and direct from Hollywood, Florida, not Hollywood, California. Hollywood, Florida, for those who are geographically challenged, you know what I'm saying? It's between Fort Fort Lauderdale and Miami, or is it between West Palm and Fort Lauderdale? Which one, bro? It's between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Like that's what it, I, um, I always get those two confused. It's right so. in the middle, like Miami is only like two main streets, and then you're in Miami, and, and boom, you're in Miami. Airport, Fort Lauderdale Airport is like ten minutes away. That's what's up. So joining us from Hollywood, Florida, is Mr. Taylor Perry, the SMP King. Yo, this guy's everywhere. If you haven't seen this face. <laughs> Something's you're hiding behind a rock or something because he's everywhere. So thanks so much for joining us, Taylor. How how you doing, bro? How's everything going right now? Really good, man. I appreciate you having me here. And uh, man, everything is it's uh, we made it through the pandemic and we're still in motion. Uh, It's doing good, man. Doing good. Getting farther than I ever even imagined going, you know. That's what's up, man. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. We'll uh, we'll start off with the question I always like to open up with, man, because I, I I know you you were in the barber game. What got you? Where are you from originally, and what got you into barbering? So I'm born and raised in Miami, Florida. I started cutting hair. So me and my best friend growing up, we started cutting hair in middle school. Yeah, sixth grade, seventh grade, um, just because you know we needed haircuts. By the time we made it to, to ninth grade, we were we were cutting everybody up in the neighborhood. And uh, this dude that owned a barbershop heard about me. And he pulled up to my house and was like, yo, I want to give you a job. And I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not good enough. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're making noise. Like, you're good. I, I got you. I'm going to make you even better. And yeah. um, he gave me my first job in the barbershop. The very beginning of ninth grade of high school, I was 15 years old. And, um, yeah, it's crazy. Now I think about back then, because I look at a 15-year-old kid now, I'm like, how the hell was I a little kid cutting grown men in the barbershop? Yo, how much How much were those cuts, like, but when when you was on the come up and when you started in that shop in, at, at nine? I mean, in, in, a, in the ninth grade? Like $10. If you, that's, if you that's got, what's up. You got twenty dollars. <laughs> if you got if you got twenty dollars, they gave you a ten dollar tip. That was like some dude now throwing you a hundred. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, that's it was uh, it was it was different times, man. It was it was crazy. It was uh, totally organic. I never uh, woke up said I wanted to be a barber. I just I needed haircuts. We didn't have money, and I got offered a job, and that was it, man. I went to Cosmo school at 16 years there. old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm 38 that's, and I've, that's been cutting, I've been cutting hair for a very long time. Well, way over 20 years. I think I'm at almost at 24 years right now. And I'm only 38. Sounds crazy. At the super OG status, right? Like that's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Nuts. Well, Nuts. that, that, ex- that explains a lot, and we'll kind of get into your 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 new chapter or your next chapter in yeah. SMP. Um, so in Miami, like, what's like the flavor down there, man? Because there's so many barbers, there's so many styles, so many cultures, so diverse. Yeah, what what so- seems to be like the flavor down there? Uh, well, obviously, yo, down here it's a it's a melting pot of all cultures, you know. Um, you know, of course, mainly urban, but man, you got all cultures. I grew up cutting hair in shops with everybody you could think of there. I mean, you got, you know, your Spanish barbershops, you got your black barbershops, but really it doesn't matter where you go. You got everybody, like every shop I ever worked at, you had white guys, black guys, 
you know, Latinos. And then you think about Miami, it's mainly, you know, Hispanic and Island people, which is all colors, all shapes, all sizes. So it's just a variety, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's mainly, it's, you know, the, the urban culture, man, Latin flavor for the most part. So, so when you have people and this hap happened, uh, in my shop, you'll get people that used to cutting, like, let's just say I, I had an ex employee. <laughs> he I came from St. Louis. <laughs> you like that? You can, you kind of like where that's going. All he cut was black people hair. He was black okay. uh, for 25 years. Right. Yeah. When he came to Denver, Colorado, oh my God, white people hair was his kryptonite dog. Yeah, he was, <laughs> it was like, terrified of scissors and all so, that. Yeah. So when like barbers come out of state to Miami, like I'm and I'm sure you've seen this before working in the game for so long, like that learning curve, I mean, it has to be a bitch, right? Because of just the different yeah techniques and, and experience you have to have dealing with all different types of textures and hairs. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that's, and I'm, I'm going to speak not only for Miami, for most shops in Florida, Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville, we are so mixed. All the major cities in our state from day one, we're cutting every type of hair texture and style you could imagine. So every barber coming up down here is, is pretty well-rounded, you know, um, but you do see dudes coming from certain areas and they're only used to cutting uh, Spanish people or they're only used to cutting black people. And they got to make a lot of adjustments because it's literally everything you could think of. We got it walking in the shop, you know, so you got to be very well rounded, you know. Absolutely. It makes perfect sense, especially if you want to make a name and, and survive in that game. Right. Because you don't know what's going to hit the chair and you have to be ready. You can't wing it. You have to be no, ready to go one, at all times. <laughs> one, one client's going to have a, a, a huge fro. He wants it shaped up with a little taper. And the next client is, is a white guy with scissor cuts. Like you, <laughs> you got to know everything, you know, it's there. They're, everything's walking in all these shops down here. That's you know? dope, man. So like you said, you've, you've been cutting for a long, long time. Before you got into this chapter of SMP, which we're going to get to, when you were in uh -huh. like, I want to say like mid-career, right? Let, let's break it into like those segments. How were you still, what what inspired you to keep going? Because as barbers, we have these chapters, right? Some people are good cutting 30, 40 years in the shop. They they good. Some people are like, man, it's it's dope, but I want to step outside the box yeah, and do something. That's a good, that's when, a really good topic, man. Really good topic. So... I started so long ago when I started cutting hair, being a barber wasn't like it is today. We got hair shows like barbers are they're celebrity barbers, celebrities in our industry of, of barbering. When I was cutting hair, we didn't have that. And being a barber was not really something that you bragged about. It wasn't sexy. It was not. <laughs> it wasn't cool at all. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, growing up, you know, we wanted to be more like the dope boys or, you know, the rappers, stuff like that. Being a barber was not cool. It was not. It was I never told no one I was a barber the first, you know, period of my career. And um, it always held me down, always paid my bills. You know, I always made great money. Uh, I've met so many connections from being in the barbershop. You know, I was able to hustle and do all types of different things. And I always had that to fall back on. It was later on in my career, probably after about 10, 12 years, where uh, I had two kids. And um, when I had my son, I was like, you know what? I got to really own being a barber and I'm going to give it everything I got. And I'm not going to be ashamed of it. And that's when I really started putting everything into it. And then my career really changed, you know. I've cut hair for cheap, you know, $10 haircuts. I've cut hair for very expensive. I've worked in high volume barbershops. I've worked in low volume barbershops, more high end. So I've done all these different ways. And um, the last the last 10 years, I really like gave it my all. And uh, I went through times where I hated cutting hair. Mm -hmm. And then I would fell back in love with it again.
And then towards the end, I fell back in love with cutting hair and I like was really proud of it. And my career was becoming like super successful more than it ever was. And um, I was just like, I got to get out of the shop though. I have to do something to make more money. I was capped out. I got two kids, um, two car payments, mortgage payment, you know, make great money, but still it ain't enough. And um, I was going to move on into like maybe doing the units and stuff like that. And uh, I was just looking for a way out of that barbershop. And I was trying to figure out how to give myself a raise because I haven't got a raise in 24 years, you know. Mm, yeah. But uh, just watching the industry evolve over all these years, man, it is it's amazing. And today, the education, I see these kids going to these hair shows and I see like amazing haircuts. And I'm like, damn, that kid looks young. How long have you been cutting hair? Oh, two years, three years. I'm YouTube, like, two bro. It's YouTube University, bro. Like, they, they, bro it they're took me on five it. years to get barely that good. I, just because <laughs> there's so much education now that they can pick up a pair of clippers and get good extremely fast, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, but like, uh, you have an intangible and a lot of OGs, not you in particular, but a lot of OGs feel pressure like, fuck, they got a guy that's one five minutes in the game and he's charging this much. But it's kind of like, to me, the OGs always win because they have the experience. It's just yeah. like a new football player. Mm -hmm. If you come in from college to high school and you when you take that first NFL lick, you're going to feel that shit. <laughs> it's definitely not on the couch. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be seeing oh, yeah. stars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know that welcome to the NFL moment is they always say when someone gets that wood put on them. But um, yeah. so that that's so uh so can so can can continue in your story in regards to your um when you wanted to just get out the shop, do more um feel feel i guess feel more valued it sounds it sound like you felt like you were stuck in the rut despite all of the success you were having please continue i was making a lot of money but i was doing you know i had to do 10 to 20 haircuts a day so i'm working you know morning to night 10 to 10 10 to 8 like i'm, I'm working hours and um you know you're gonna stand up your entire life it's basically like I would look at it. I'm like, man, I can't spend my whole life stuck in these four walls. Like, there got to be more to this than that. And um, I was, and I love cutting hair. Obviously, I'm a life, I'm a lifelong barber. You know, my whole working life. Um, and cutting hair for that amount of time, you get, you know, I got so much experience and so much skills. I can't be just limited to this. I have to. Yeah. There has to be more. You know. And I started looking into like one of the things that I really do like is how they're implementing cosmetology services into barbering now. And a lot of these barbers are, are doing all these other services to add more revenue to what we already make. You know, can only cho yeah. charge so much for a haircut. So little things like that were really catching my eye. And um, I was going to move with the with the units. The units was the highest uh price ticket. ticket i could find you know <laughs> yeah so um that was that was my thing i was gonna go get a little sweet and uh it's crazy too because i was telling my brother-in-law that i need a career change man and i don't know what to do and he was like nah i don't it's coming he's like a real spiritual guy he's like it's mm -hmm. coming and i'm like what can it be what is it this is it that you know, uh, nothing yeah. can really justify me quitting cutting hair neither because, I, you know, I'm so established. I'll be taking I'll be making less money. And he was like, you don't even know this exists, but it's on its way. And I'm like, bullshit, man, that's impossible. What do I not know? <laughs> I don't know this exists. That's impossible. Exactly. All right. My boy Jobson comes in. I'm cutting his hair. He's not bald. He's just thin. I'm cutting his hair. He's like, yo, T, how you like my head? I'm like, it looks cool. What you, uh, you put Just For Men in it yourself? You put Beijing? What'd you do? He's like, nah. He's like, it's a tattoo. And I'm like, what? I'm looking at his head. I was like, man, thank you. Thank you, God. <laughs> Seriously. Boom. I was like, give me that guy's number. He gave me the number. And uh, I called the dude. 
the work was good, good enough to impress me. But I was like, I'm going to murder this. I'm, I'm going to do this way better. Call the guy and I start, you know, asking him. He tells me he teaches classes and all this. But he's not a barber. He has no tattoo experience. I'm like, all right, cool. Next. So I'm doing my research. This is, you know, during a three-week period. And I'm researching yeah. all these people doing it. And they're doing some decent work. But they're just missing things, you know, because none of them are barbers. And... Mm none of them have no tattoo experience uh one of the other things i got i got lucky on is my oldest brother is a tattoo artist so he taught me how to tattoo back when i was 18 yeah so cutting hair and doing tattoos you know my whole life um so there was really not much i've done hundreds of tattoos i've done more tattoos than these guys have done smp when i found smp you know wow <laughs> so just doing this research and i see it and I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to have to do this. So both of my legs are covered in dots. I ordered every size needle you could think of. Covered both of my legs in dots. Got melons, got synthetic skins. I practiced once I felt like I had it down pat. My baby mom's brother, her older brother, I was like, yo, you got let me do your head. And uh, this is three weeks after I, after I seen it, you know, for the first time in my life. And uh, he let me do his head. And his head came out fire. Fire, of course. <laughs> the, second, the second I was done with him, with the pictures in the video, I booked three more dudes the next day. Wow. Did them, and it was just a snowball. And I never, ever stopped. So, so how was that feeling once you completed that first head Based on your um, your research, your development, your commitment, what was like the feeling, the emotions that was behind that? It was an emotional roller coaster. One, in Miami, we love hair enhancements. We love Beijing. We love all that. Hair fibers. We love hair enhancements. So this is you know a permanent hair enhancement. So right off the rip, this is like something... I want for myself. I love it. And I did it in the barbershop at 12 o'clock at night. And I was shitting bricks. I was I was scared. I'm about to tattoo my baby mom's brother's head. If mm -hmm. I fuck up, like I can like be banned from the family. You know what I'm saying? Like this <laughs> <For> is <some>, sure. <laughs> on top of tattooing somebody's head, this got way more pressure behind it. And uh so yeah. I, man, I, I was shaking, bro. And uh I pulled it off, and afterwards, when I seen it, man, I was so ecstatic. He was happy, and it was just like wow, like wow. And it was it was just a wrap from there. I didn't know how much this cost. I didn't know any price points. All I knew is that I wanted to do this, and I was going to do it good. You know, later on is when I figured out the the income side of it. And then I was really more surprised after that, you know. And then here you go. We and 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 that's how it is. And here you are now, man. Um, I know I've seen one of your booths at the barber at the Baltimore Barber Expo. I think you was at some. Well, who's not at CT, right? Shout yeah. out to Jay Majors. Yeah. Shout out to Jay Majors. That's my guy, man. I love the CT. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Um. From what you've learned in in the in industry, um, you know, sometimes the price could be discouraging. And I talk to a lot of barbers too, and they're like, "Man, that's like it's a lot of money." But take the class. Why? Yeah, like tell us why Not that investment is in is the, why is, you're excited love, today and why I you love, are. I love my <laughs> I love my barber culture. I love all my fellow barbers, but barbers are some cheap ass fucking people. <laughs> yeah. my whole career i didn't want to spend money buying a new pair of clippers until the end and i started buying clippers and realizing new nice tools makes a big difference so hey, we go real to quick school. though is 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 barbers cheaper than those uh sports athletes that try to come in and you, they want you to push your schedule to the side and then get a man. And then you'd be like, I right, don't, well, you know, like, can, yeah, can we do it for this much for a little NFL. picture for the grab? Dude, you kidding? Me? They ain't cheaper than the NFL guys. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Continue. I, I just wanted to stop right um, there, but go ahead. So the thing is, right, we go to barber school and we pay 15000 16000 to do $20 mm-hmm. haircuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. SMP training class averages about $5,000. Okay. That's not even the price of two clients. It's extremely mm-hmm. cheap. It's it, $5,000 might sound like a chunk because it is a chunk, but for education, it is extremely cheap. The average price of a client is $3,000, $2,500 to $3,000 per client. It's They're charging you the price of two clients. Some cases, not plus, even. Yeah. Plus, if you was to do, and I'm curious, this, this piques my interest here. If you was to make like a little chart from like investment to like zero, like put barbering yeah. at zero and put S&P earnings at zero and put the amount of clients you have in the chair versus the amount of clients you had at S&P, that gap as, as it goes like this, it has to be crazy. Dude, my, you know? my, I want to, to be completely real, like, without even exaggerating, to be completely real, I want to tell you my second year of doing SMP, I made more money than 10 years of the best barber's whole career. In one That's year, crazy, I made bro. more than they make in 10 years. I'm talking high level barbers, you know? Mm. It, it's insane. And when it, it's insane, but you just got to, you got to, you got to give it your all. And the cats that um that feel like it's too expensive and they don't want to spend money in education, it ain't for everybody. Maybe you guys should just stay doing your twenty dollars cuts. And we people need twenty dollars haircuts. Like they're yeah, they, never there's price out. sensitive. There's price sensitive customers. Just like yeah. no one wants to get the the good product, so they want to go with the Suavecito for twelve dollars. You know what I'm saying? So there is a price sensitive customer out there that that wants it for the low we get that (laughs) and you know um it is tattooing you know so it does take it it, it, once you get at the beginning it's nerve-wracking you know but it's just like anything else i'm doing clients it's like tying my shoe it's like a haircut i don't even think about what i'm doing they sit down i work and they go you know um but man it's 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 they think it's expensive, but it's actually very cheap. It's the cheapest education any barber has paid, you know. And uh, the price, the price point is insane. Average price point worldwide is twenty five hundred dollars. It takes me three hours to do. Wow. You know, so, so yeah. So so that's crazy, man. And thanks so much for sharing that that level of detail. That really lets everyone that's listening to us right now understands that this is an investment in yourself and it just it gives you another extension on top of a service. So now the money it's it's crazy and yeah, it's to your point and 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 so when you're looking at clients, right? Cuz like you said Miami, right? Miami's all about the, the those picturesque IG post, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah, to the yeah. club, I'm going everywhere. Yeah. So was that a hard sell for the customers in Miami or do you have to like educate like, or people like beat down your door, like, yo, let me get the S and P. Like what yeah. is the split on that? All right. So when I started, uh, I, I, this was another thing that really, I think helped take my career off was when I started Everybody that was doing S&P, one, they weren't barbers. Um, I'm not the first barber, but I was one of the first barbers to do this. And um, I was very authentic, like very straight up with these people. Um, the rest of the industry was saying it's not a tattoo. Um, it's some special hair loss procedure, you know, this and that. And I'm over here like, no, nah, it's a hair enhancement. It's a permanent hair enhancement. It's for everybody, whether you're bald or got a full head of hair, it's a hair enhancement, and it is tattooing. It's different than tattooing the body, different techniques. Mm-hmm. We mix the ink a certain way so it doesn't look like blue or green. Um, but ultimately, yeah, this is a tattoo. I would be totally straight up with everybody, and telling somebody to tattoo your head five years ago was very taboo. 
but I just kept it authentic. And once they saw the pictures and they would watch my social media and watch my content, then they would really understand everything. And it, and it, it doesn't, it's not that taboo no more. It's the same thing as when these women tattoo their eyebrows and stuff. You know, 10 years ago, that was real taboo. Now, most women have their eyebrows tattooed, you know? So that was a, a big role that helped me. And then um, I realized this actually about a week ago. Uh, I've been taking content, making content of my work since the first person I ever did. Wow. I have a video. I'm going to send it to you. I have a video yeah, of the that. first of my baby mom's brother that I did. Um, so from day one, I've been taking videos and pictures of every single person I did, you know, and yeah. it was just consistency showing and it's becoming less taboo. What you're saying about Miami, Miami is, um, Miami is a rough city to book. And, um, about eight months in, I had a guy call me from Brooklyn. He called me from Brooklyn. He wanted me to do his hairline. I was like, yeah, come come down. I'll, I'll take good care of you. I got you. Yeah. He flew down. I couldn't believe it. He flew down. I did his lineup. Super happy with it. Week later, yo, T, I got my guy. I'm sending my guy down to see you. Boom. Mm. Did his boy. This dude probably sent me about 30 people from New York City. Damn, I'm so plugged. Crazy. I'm so plugged in New York City. All it started from this one guy. Yeah, I still talk to him every day, or at least once a week. Like this is, he became good friends with me, and uh, he he just plugged me with everyone in NY. And my clientele is 95 percent all out of state. I barely do anybody in Miami. That's crazy. Really? And that, yeah, and that has been like that since my. <laughs> Since the end of the first year, since I did that guy, it was about eight months in, nine months in. What, so can, what can change that, though? Like, what can legitimately change that, I don't want to say stigma, but make people excited about it? Because to me, it's it's an amazing product. I'm I'm about three years so, away from getting it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, you know, I will bless you. I will bless you. Um <laughs> Uh, so, so elaborate a little bit better. Just tell me. Oh, as far as like, like you said, ninety percent of your clients are out of state, and has uh, it caught fire in my Miami? Like, is oh, it? Yeah. There's okay. there's a lot of people in Miami doing it. Yeah, they're just doing okay. it for for a couple hundred bucks. You know. Mm. Yeah, Miami's a weird city like that. Like, if but Doctor Miami's there too. People flying in, getting it for the low, getting the the female enhancements too. So that makes sense how, yeah. you know, that well, Miami's a city how, of, of, they like to undercut down here. Like if you want to get mm -hmm. top floor put in your house and that costs 5,000, there's going to be a bunch of people trying to do it for 2000. There the mentality yeah. is, is a little crazy over here, but um, it's, you know, you, you got different qualities also. Mm. Um, so Miami, I, I, you know, I do do people down here obviously, but um. It was weird, too, because in Miami, when they will call you right off the rip, like you got to like be prepared because it's going to be like a little battle, like with this price. Bullshit's coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why yeah. just everyone down here where I'm from is programmed to hustle you down on your price. Um, so I was always used to, you know, arguing with people and trying to negotiate and stuff like that. When all these dudes start calling me from all these other states. And I tell them, hey, my price is twenty five. My price is three thousand. And they're like, all right, cool. I'm looking flights. I'm like, yeah, you ain't gonna fight with me. <laughs> like, all right. And like, it but, was just, it was just everybody respected the price, and yeah. and it was just total different vibe. Um, and you know, coming to Miami for hanging out for a day or two ain't that bad neither. So everyone was like, yeah, of course not. Down there, you know. <laughs> but it was crazy. But man. like to your point. To, to, to your point, a person will go up in the Louis store, buy the belt, the bag, the this and that, and there will be no argument about that. They'll, yeah. they'll have seven it's racks crazy, worth man. of clothes, but it's they'll crazy. be arguing over haircut, arguing over stuff yeah. that's going to make their look complete, and they still yeah. want to bitch about it. <laughs> yeah, man. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Some mentalities are nuts. But, yeah. you know, I love the SMP. It really brought that fire and that passion back to me. Yeah. And uh, 
I, uh, when I started teaching, it was, I never planned on being an educator, never said I was going to, I was set out to become this educator. It happened again, organically, just like everything else I do is a lot of barbers were hitting me up saying, yo, I really want to learn this. Like, this is so amazing. And, um, about a year and a half in, I felt like I came across everything that could go wrong. If any question they, they threw at me, I felt like I could answer it properly, you know? So I started teaching really because I was in their shoes and I know how they feel. And I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm going to teach you, you know? Um, I never set out to become a teacher. Um, again, I never counted no bag and said, damn, I got to be a teacher. Um, yeah. It was all people were... It was a demand for it. People were, you know, begging me to teach them. And I was in their shoes and I, I know how they feel. You know, I felt what they were feeling. They're eager yeah. to learn. They, they need something new. Like we, we need that raise. So I was like, man, I got to I got to help them, you know. So that's how I started teaching. And, um, you know, everything I do, I, I don't do it. Whatever I do, whatever I choose to do, I, I give it my all or else I won't do it. I don't half-ass stuff. So me agreeing to teach somebody, I'm going to give them everything, you know, and do my best ability possible, you know. And uh, I started teaching. Every person I taught, I became like this with. We just yeah. just built this, this bond. They're always calling me, asking me for advice. I'm helping them. And I became... A mentor to a lot uh, without me setting out to do that. It just, again, happened. And over several years, I have built this community of all ambitious people, uh, people that want to learn, you know, the service of providing SMP. And um, I just built this community during COVID. Uh, I had all that time and I was like, man, how can I um, make these classes even better? Because mm -hmm. coming in for a three-day class, that's the industry standard, was a little rough from scratch. So I'm like, you know, I'm over here. I'm like, man, these guys are teaching these three-day classes. You know, I have to teach this three-day class because that's, that's the standard that we go by. But it was the classes were tough. And I felt like a lot of people weren't being successful, not as many as should be, you know. Um, so I built a full online course from novice beginner all the way to advanced everything i do is on this online course i built that so if you can't come in and train with me you got this option you could work at home i'll mail you all the equipment and you can practice at your own pace and add this skill to what you do and then i made it attached to my in-person training so when you sign up for my in-person class, you, you get my, my online course. I mail you all the equipment. You practice at home. You add it to uh, my WhatsApp group and my private Facebook page. So you got the whole community for, for support. So before you come to my in-person class, you've already been practicing at home. You already know my curriculum and you understand my techniques. So when you get here, it's not enough time to create a bad technique uh, or bad habit. It's enough time to get familiar with everything, and then we could critique you and get you doing it perfect. Yeah. And when I have them in person, we're not starting from scratch no more. It's like they're already an artist by the time they get here. So my in-person classes just shot through the roof. And then the success rate is is insane, you know? And it's just... Uh, it's, it's really good. It's really good energy, these, uh, these classes... Because everybody coming to these classes, they're coming from all over the world, mm, and yeah. they really are excited to be here. So the energy is crazy at these classes. It's insane. It's just all good vibes. It's it's really uh, man. People people leave the class crying because they are just wow. You know, it's just so much energy, and then every and me, everybody that works with me is the same way like we we pour our hearts into it you know definitely that that's dope and, and it just shows you but when you are 
people could relate to you based on your pedigree and how you came up. So when you could articulate that and people could feel that authenticity, that, that just being super genuine, that will always win in any category. Tell us some of the people that you taught. And I know you got a lot of success stories from people that called you like, yo, blah, blah, blah. This is crazy. Please share with us a couple of those success stories so people can visualize uh, what, what this can look like for them. It was so funny, man. I was just thinking about that today, about this video I want to make. So the first four people I have taught ever in my life are extremely successful right now. And that was something that I realized. I was like, holy crap, man. The first four people are crazy successful. So I got my friend Romary and Shirley. They're both in Puerto Rico. Uh, Not only do the do they do SMP? They tattoo like areolas, stretch marks, eyebrows. Like they are, as far as cosmetic tattoos, they are phenomenal. They do mind blowing stuff. Yeah. The, the second, the second two people I taught was Thomas Bermudez and Donna. Donna is on IG. She's homie girl. She's in Vancouver, Canada. Thomas owns Orlando SMP in Orlando. And, uh, he was, I've known him since he was a kid. He was one of my clients. Wow. And when I started doing this, he called me up. He's not a barber. He called me up and he's like, T, I got to learn this. He's like, I got to learn this. I was like, I got you. He came, he's a barber. Now after SMP, he became a barber just cause he knew it was going to help him. Um, both of them are extremely successful killing SMP right after them. I taught Juice the barber in Orlando. Juice is hands down one of the best SMP artists out. And those are the first handful of people I ever taught. There's hundreds more. You know, they actually fly. They they actually, Thomas, Donna, and Juice all flew to Connecticut to the CT Barber Expo to help me teach that big class. So it's kind of crazy. They're all teaching with me now. You know, it's... uh, it's dope, man. It's really cool. That That's dope, man. I, you can have, you know, because a lot of people, they do programs, but it seems like people came out the box, like ready to run through the brick wall. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I'm all yeah. in. I'm about to get this. I'm about to get this paper, man. So it's thanks for sharing us those those success stories. So now that you've gone into this chapter of SMP, how are you doing? How do you feel like... Is there more to expand or you're going to rock with this for a little bit just to see what happens? I'm never stopping, bro. Never. (laughs) So I'm watching just the same way that we've seen this barber industry evolve. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing the SMP industry evolve. One, just something I wanted to say is um, I'm still a barber. You know, some people think or might say, you know, uh, I'm not a barber anymore because I don't cut hair for 20 or 30 bucks. I'm still a barber. SMP for anybody in the hair industry is a service. So SMP, that service took over my career. I'm still a barber. I'm just doing the highest paying service possible. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's this is something that I want, like, you know, all the barbers and beauticians that are watching this to realize this is not a career change for us. This is a, a service that can change our career. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but watching the S&P industry shift, teaching a lot, there's a lot of others teaching a lot also. So there's becoming a lot of S&P artists. And um before when I started, I was the only one that you're going to really get that nice barbershop edge up, that whole style, the urban style. I was the only guy. Now there is people popping up, you know, all over the planet that are doing some fire, fire work. So eventually, obviously, people might fly in less, you know. Um, and as I teach more, I'm creating other artists. But that goes back to all this stuff behind me. When I was doing SMP, they didn't have proper equipment. They didn't have proper supplies. So I was forced to make my own supplies just Mm -hmm. because I needed things a certain way. Again, never wanted to do products. 
have a full product line, everything you need for S&P, all made in the U.S., organic, vegan, needles, the best needles that I could find, you know, for S&P. And this is all just because I needed these tools. It evolved into me having a full product line. So eventually, the more people I teach, the more consumers for these products, for our clients. And it's just a domino, you know, effect. Um, S&P is growing rapidly, you know, worldwide. And um, I'm just going to keep trying to make the industry better. I don't want to stay stagnant. You know, I want to yeah. grow. I want to grow with the industry. You know, there's we're gonna, always going to do better. Every client that I do today, I try to do them better than my last, you know. And that's the same thing with the industry. These products, I'm going to keep on trying to make them the best products possible. When something new comes out, I want I got to stay up to date and I got to grow with this industry, you know, because it's uh, a game changer for everybody. Every one of us, this is a game changer, you know. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It sounds like you're like Dwayne Wade in your prime. Because <laughs> first, <laughs> first, when you, first when you came out, you know, hey, hey, you came in and didn't seem as a rookie. You won that little ring with Shaq, but it was Shaq's ring. But you were just there as a rookie, right? <laughs> but now it's like you got you don't have the big three, but it's your team, and you're you you have like uh you have like an army out there. It has to be good to be like yo. Like you said, this person, this person, that person, and they're coming back. But that has to be a good feeling, man. When you go to sleep at night, man, just you have to feel blessed and just. And and one thing I want to make a note of, as I tell people all the time, which is going to make perfect sense. As a barber, you are like a rapper. You don't make a ton of money from your CD sales. Or MP3 sales, you make all your money on concerts, merch, thinking outside the rap game was the gateway, right? Mm -hmm. It's the gateway to the bread. Yeah. Now you have to find out how to expand and how to make more money. So to me, that's what it is. Like you said, like it's artists. Chefs had the same run too. These chefs, these chefs out here crazy. Like, Like chefs was, you didn't know a chef name. Yeah, you wouldn't know who isn't cooking your meal, but now chefs yeah. are like it's like the same no, it's big. period that's that that's going yeah. on with 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 the barber game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you know, for me too, like I've done so many clients. You know, five years might not sound like a long period of time, but when I tell you I was doing four to five heads a day, six days a week for the last four years, man, I'm I'm beat up. <laughs> So, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying uh, this education and, and helping people grow. And everyone that I hire at my studio, you know, it's kind of like where it's like, all right, you know what? I want these guys to get some some real paper right now. I want them to make a lot of money and I want to focus on just creating this industry better. You know, so it's kind of giving me, you know, it's, it's allowing me to kind of go go to the next level to help us all grow, you know. I got my little brother working with me. He's a barber for 13 years. I taught him how to cut hair, and now I taught him S&P. You know, um, I got Majestic Styles. He he moved down from from Tri-State, you know, New Jersey, to Miami to come work with me. That was, for me, a really huge dude moved, you know, from across the country to yeah. come work with me. Yeah. You know, and then um, same thing with Allison Cuts from Level 3. Uh, she's, she lived about an hour and 20 minutes North and she literally just got the keys to her apartment last week and she moved down here and she's going to be working with me full time. So, you know, I got a small, but strong squad in-house and, you know, all these people nationwide, man, just keep growing it, man. And just want everybody to, uh, to win, you know? Gotcha. So as a barbershop owner, as an innovator, what advice can you tell people that's trying to make a product, trying to make themselves better, try to make different moves? What advice can you give them on how you maneuvered through your stagnant time that you felt like you needed something to kind of kick you in the ass kind of to, to make yeah. some more paper? You know what I'm saying? You know, um, one thing as barbers, I feel like we really don't we don't know how to utilize what we got. You know, yeah. we got entire communities 
coming to us for advice, coming to our shops. And we got to utilize that. We got to sell products. You know, most barbers don't sell products. Now we're starting to. Um, and then when you guys get just a good idea, everyone's going to doubt you. When I started doing SMP, everybody laughed at me. When, when I made that first Instagram page, and that was my barber Instagram page, I was the laughing stock of the barbershop. Wow. You know, uh, T's taking pictures of his haircut, so he wants to be a, a Facebook barber. And, and they were roasting me, man, you know? Uh, and I just, I knew it was the future for me. And so I just kept on, you know, pushing through it. And um, really, man, as long as, as you do everything with good intentions and you and you keep that ambition high, it will open up, you know, it will open up. You're going to find every, I feel like everybody needs to find that one little niche that they're good at and, and really give it everything. Uh, a mistake that I see in, in this whole generation and in, in just this era that we're in is everybody thinks you got to um, be a, a big multitasker and you got to have your hand in everything. I feel like that is the biggest downfall of this generation. Mm-hmm. If you just need that one thing, that one thing that you really like and that you're really good at, focus on that one thing. That one thing is what's going to make you. Later on, after you're made, you can start doing other things. And then it will look like you're a multitasker. But it's really that one thing that gets you there, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you want to come out with a hair product or, you know, Whatever it is, a new service, just if you got the passion for it, stick with it. And it will get hard, but you got to keep on going, you know? Definitely. There's a lot of people out there that's always trying to block your blessing or 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 keep you down. And it's always good to just gamble on yourself. So that makes perfect sense. And a nice way to close out, too. Yo, so tell the barbers out there, the people in the culture, how can they get down with your program? Let's Let's hear those steps to get it started, to get this paper. You know what I'm saying? It's easy, man. <laughs> Hit me up. TaylorPerry.com <laughs> is the website. My YouTube is Taylor Perry SMP. My IG, Taylor Perry. Twitter, Taylor Perry. TikTok, Taylor Perry. It's super easy. Google Taylor Perry, you're going to find me. But uh, <laughs> I get tons of DMs on Instagram, and I answer every single one of them. So if you guys are following me on social media, please, any questions, shoot me a DM. My phone number is on the website. You can text, you can call, email, taylorperry.com. My next in-person training, I actually pulled a sponsor for this class. So it's going to be November 14th and 15th. So we we uh, we got some time and I got a sponsor. So my production team decided to sponsor my event. So the class is usually 5,000. We got it knocked off $2,000 off of everybody's tuition from wow. Matt Ty Productions. Yeah. Uh, so this class, they're gonna be given a free photo shoot to every single student. And then also a huge discount on if they want a video made while they're here or they want a video made back home, they're giving out a big discount. Um, Cause again, these are, some of my mentors in creating content, you know, they're going to be at this class and they said, yo, T, let's do something big for the holidays. And we want to sponsor this class and and knock off some of that tuition for these people. So this class is $2,900 and that's probably never going to happen again. So this is an early Christmas gift to yourself as a barber. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's frame it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing too, I know yeah. three grand is still three grand, right? Twenty nine hundred. I got full financing for absolutely everything, and I've I've really never seen them deny anybody. I got like three year payment plans. You know, it's nothing. I mean, if you do a half price, you know, normal price is three thousand uh, to twenty five hundred dollars. If you do one client at half price, that's half the tuition. You know. So there's you know, literally no excuse. Is that what you're telling us right now? There's no excuse for not, anyone to invest in their craft. If you don't got 2900 I got financing for you. You know, and I, I don't, I'm, I'm never one that I like to brag about how much money something can make you. 
but this service in general it completely changed my life. It's changed hundreds of people's lives that I personally know. And, you know, when you think about this, I never thought I would make a million dollars sitting behind a chair doing the work. Never in my life did I think I would be in a barber would make or I'd make over a million dollars in one year. You know, it, it is insane the amount what you can do with the service. If you want to do one head a week, you know, at fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, you just made an extra eight thousand a month on top of cutting hair, you know. If you want to do two to three new heads a week, once you get up to the normal price, took me one year to get the normal price, 2,500 bucks. That's $7,500 in one week. And it took you nine hours. Mm -hmm. You know, how much money do we make in nine hours of cutting hair? Maybe $500. You know, my deposit for S&P is $500. And that's not even working. That was just a phone call. Yeah. So there's so much there's so much revenue to be made and, and implementing it. Like my boy Juice in Orlando, I told you one of the first people I trained. Juice owns his own barbershop in Orlando. In the back, he got a nice little room that he built. He does S&P in that room. He cuts hair twice a week. And this guy's doing S&P all week long in his barbershop. Damn. He's been, uh, I want to tell you, he, I think he's been, he's like three years, he's probably three, a little bit over three years now of doing S&P. And this guy is making stupid money <laughs> in the barbershop, in the back of the barbershop, you know. And the barbers, he doesn't need, he don't, he don't got high overhead. He doesn't, he doesn't need, you know, to do a lot. He does two heads, he's winning, you know. Yep. Even when, when I tell people when they leave my class and they're like, yo, T, what should I charge? And I tell him, listen, how much you charge for a haircut? Oh, I charge 40. I charge 50. All right, cool. But um, you do S&P, even if you're charging $300, you made way more than that $50 haircut. Even though the price of S&P is $2,500, you are charging three. You know, you're nowhere near standard price, but you got a raise. Yep. So absolutely. as long as you got that raise... Eventually, you're going to get the regular price. And that's what I tell them when they leave. I said, just make more money than you're making now. And eventually, you get the standard price, and then then, then it's really on. Absolutely. And and I'm going to ask you one last question before we let you go. It's, it just dawned on me when you said something that really sparked my my interest. Back in the day, there used to be this big thing about, oh, this is how you become to be a six-figure barber. That was the biggest thing yeah. out now, right? Yeah. You just said, yo, million dollars. There's a lot of pressure with IG. There's a lot of pressure of what's being put in the faces of people. And they see all of the success that like you, Jay Majors, Pacino, mm -hmm. like the movers and the shakers that gam gambled, got ahead of the pack and started doing things. Is there a lot of pressure on now being a million dollar barber versus a hundred thousand, a six figure barber in your opinion? I don't know. <laughs> 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 nah, it's uh, yeah, man. It's you know, it's it's uh, I, I love it, man. I'm having the time of my life. Um, every day I'm thankful that I became a barber. I love I love my industry, and you know. It's, it's, this is the future, you know, and it's very capable. I never thought I would be able to, to even say that, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's awesome, bro. Well, that, that's awesome, man. Hey man, I really appreciate the time. We got a lot of nuggets up in here, bro. Like if people don't peep game on all of the stuff that they heard, if this is not inspirational, then I have absolutely no idea what planet they're on because they're not on this I planet. It, man. For sure. I appreciate it. Um, hey, brother, I really appreciate your time. Is there any closing remarks that, that you want to tell the people out there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the service I provide, I love it. You know, if anybody wants to learn it, I want to teach them and I'll give them everything I got. Even if, if my service is not for you, if SP just doesn't, it's not really that thing that catches your eye. You got to find that one thing that does, you know, whatever it is, you don't got to quit cutting hair and, and search 
for other places, we got a beautiful industry and you can make so much money in this industry. Just find your niche, you know? I met a girl mm-hmm. from Season Bennett. I was on her podcast uh, like three days ago and I met a, a, a girl who makes well over a million dollars a year. She sells the glue for the wigs. Damn. She's a cosmetologist. So glue, little glue, she makes well over a million a year. So that's so what I'm saying. There's so many, there's so much money in our industry. Find that one thing that just touches you and, and run with it, you know, and enjoy the ride. That's dope. And this is a $20 billion global industry for those who maybe not have heard that number. I've did the research for you. You don't have to do it. $20 billion industry. And you could see it across the globe. And that's what Barber View TV does. We go out, we we go to all the corners of the earth and bridge those gaps together. So you guys can see Taylor with us today telling you guys how to expand, how to grow, how to build, and it makes perfect sense to me. So, hey, brother, thanks so much, man. This is Mario from Barberview TV with Mr. Taylor Perry. Peace out, everybody. We'll see you on the flip side.